All right, what's going on, guys? I'm Dylan Corbett. Uh, this is something I've been wanting to do for a while. We've been starved for sports. We all crawled, swam ourselves across the Sahara Desert during the pandemic of having no sports, and then we reached the watery oasis of NFL football and injecting the NFL red zone collectively all into our jugulars. Uh, so it was good NFL Sunday. Uh, wanted to get together some, you know, that's the best part about social media is you can get together voices of the fan, right? And it's, you know, people want to hear about that. The masses want to hear about that. They don't necessarily want to hear what Max Kellerman's take is. Some people just throw that on the backwards uh, background noise, but people want to hear from the fan. So I've collectively gotten together a group of my friends that have good perspective on their respective teams. We've got guys from Minnesota, guys from Illinois, guys that have attached to teams like the 49ers from young and age. Myself, I have a random uh, attachment to the Falcons. So basically, I'm going to introduce my panel here, and these voices will change. I'm going to try and do this throughout the course of the week. And, uh, you know, so without further uh, delay, I want to introduce Matthew Cruzen. Uh, some of my followers know him as Matthew Ice, of course, a hardcore Bears fan from Peoria, Illinois, currently living in Minneapolis, and he's got a, you know, a hard thumb on all things Minneapolis sports as well. Brian Fisher from Beloit, Wisconsin, uh, home of the Snappers, and we like to call them uh, Detroit as well sometimes, but he's a Packers guy, so we've got a Packers guy in as well, Tyler Dawson. He's our Minnesota resident, hardcore Vikings. You may hear it in his voice as well he's got one of those minnesota accents so those two will break down the game between those two the vikings and the packers sebastian urban our eagles guy he enjoyed a super bowl most recently most recent guy to enjoy a super bowl appearance suffered a likewise kyle shanahan heartbreak from choking our guy zach kelly without further ado our 49ers guy as aforementioned um so that's our crew we'll hear from them in just a moment um so first, I'm just going to dive into this Falcons thing. Everyone's telling me every single year, man, dude, Atlanta, something. And I go, come on, please, please do not get my hopes up. I got my hopes up, I think, the year after the Super Bowl. Made the playoffs a couple times. Our hopes left when Kyle Shanahan left. And I don't blame Kyle for leaving because I wanted him to finish what he started. Um, but obviously, he had a head coaching position in San Francisco, and he just made a Super Bowl, right? So I can't blame the guy. Dan Quinn, I am sick of this guy. Matt, you know, I fired him when we attended the Falcons game together, season opener last year, pathetic performance at U.S. Bank. I said, this guy is – he's – I'm done with him. And then we somehow gave him another year. And Dirk Cutter. Dirk Cutter. So we lose. Somehow the Falcons became a favorite in that. Did you see that? The line movement was they were dogs. And then Colin Coward put him in their blazing five. And he's going, well, you're the Falcons. I love betting them. Um, Russell Wilson was 31 of 35 for 322 yards, four touchdowns, zero picks. How, if you want to win the MVP, play in the NFC South and play the Falcons twice. I mean, that is ridiculous. Dan Quinn's calling the, calling the defensive plays. We got Deion Jones, Keanu Neal. That is absurd. And then we just pick up uh, garbage time points. Dallas looked bad. We'll talk about them later. The Falcons week two opening line. They're plus seven at Dallas. I mean, people figured it out. They're terrible. So what did you guys – did you guys catch some of that in the NFL red zone? I'll open it up to you guys. No one's yeah, right off the bat. Okay, well, it's a little bit clunky. I appreciate that. But, yeah, here's the other thing, too. We're just going to test this out. Brian, you had a point? Yeah, I was just – I mean, just to dive into a little bit of the Falcons-Seahawks game. I mean, I think basically Wilson was cooking – 
as I wanted him to. Is he the MVP uh, favorite? What's After that? Week one? Is he the MVP favorite? I mean, those are MVP numbers. Absolutely. And they're men shoot 19 and 20 MVP candidates. <laughs> There's a lot of candidates, but I mean, how bad, Brian, to your point, how bad did Russell Wilson dice the Falcons defense, which has some playmakers? Yeah, I mean, it was ridiculous what he was doing out there. He's got DK, Tyler Lockett, and then I was surprised to actually see Chris Carson a lot in the receiving game. Yeah, he was, geez, he had two touchdowns. I think he helped out fantasy owners, two touchdowns receiving. Um, it was just – it was terrible. Uh, I, I'm trying to think, does anyone have a, some other thoughts? Are the Seahawks going to be good? Are the Falcons – you know, where, where are you guys at the Falcons? Because I'm in just throwing my hands up in the air. I don't uh, know what to think with this team. Are, are people still lying on them? I personally think the Seahawks are just that good. I mean, there's been a lot of preseason buzz about um, <clears throat> Pete Carroll finally letting Russ cook, and I think this yeah. is the year that they finally do. And honestly, after week one, I think he's my MVP, leading MVP candidate. Well, to that point, do you I, think he's going to – and I'll get to you here, Matt. i got a question for you. To that point, is Russell going to – because we've seen those games where he does 31 of 35, and then sometimes he'll just throw the ball 14 times, and Chris Carson will have 150 yards on the ground. I wonder if that's just the Falcons' defense or if he's going to really – if they're just going to switch it up. Uh, Cruz, and I want to get you in on this. How about Jamal Adams? He, he was criticizing his former defensive coordinator. He was all over the Falcons. He was making play after play. Him and a Pete Carroll defense, a little bit Camp Chancellor. Uh, so I think the Seahawks, a lot of people are a little tepid on them, but I think that could be the X factor that may make them a contender. No, for sure. Jamal Adams, big pickup. I mean, when the Legion of Boom was the Legion of Boom, Camp Chancellor was right in the heart of it. They relied on that big safety to take away the a playmaker in the middle, whether that's covering the back out of the backfield, covering the tight end. Um, so they like that there. I think the Seahawks are very good. I also think the NFC West is the best division in football. I know we'll talk about that later. So I think they could be, you know, 10 and 6, 9 and 7, but a team that no one will want to play in the playoffs. Yeah, no kidding, Zach. I want to get your thoughts on Kyle Shanahan. Have you kind of seen how – uh, the Falcons, once he left, their offense was just desolate. You know, they lost their key bloodline. And then did you, you know, cognizantly at the same time see all of a sudden the 49ers offense that was trotting out Nick Mullins was having like crazy offensive games? Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's a master planner. You know, he schemes everybody. He's kind of like Bill Belichick in a sense that he, he'll scheme against the opponent and create guys open that normally wouldn't be open. Um, I think what Kyle Shanahan had in the Falcons that he doesn't necessarily have in the Niners is Julio Jones. You know, that right. guy's an animal. And so um, it's a little bit different. I guess he has George Kittle, but Julio Jones on the Falcons is still the go-to guy. I think for the Falcons, I think they still have a shot at having a great season. But the big guy that they should really be running into the ground is Todd Gurley. Get him back to his glory days, pound the rock, and that'll open up Calvin, Rid Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. That's what's so crazy is the Falcons, like, if you didn't watch the game, you just checked the box score, maybe the fantasy stats, you would have been like, oh, my God, the Falcons are for real. It was all garbage time. I mean, it was terrible. Ridley had nine receptions, 133 yards, two touchdowns. He carried some of my fantasy teams. Julio, who's usually kind of absent sometimes, he had a great game. Gurley, he was fine. You know, Matt Ryan had a hell of a day. I, I don't know how it was a blowout, but it was. And then, two, lastly, here with Ty, Here's a tie-in here. Dan Quinn, defensive-minded coach, takes over the Falcons. He's, you know, finally play-calling. I think it's been a disaster. Zimmer has 
been the play calling guy, has not been the play calling guy. Vikings got blown out this weekend. Where do Vikings fans feel about Zimmer, a guy that's been there a while, and it looks like the defense is going backwards? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And um, I think the big thing is that there was no preseason. We're very young sure. in the secondary. Um, youngest, I believe, in the whole NFL. And when you're having zero – uh, pressure on Rodgers. Rodgers has all day. I mean, I could go all the way to the kitchen, grab a couple of chicken wings, come back, and he's still on the same play in the pocket. Yeah, Hunter and, missing hurt. Yeah, Hunter missing hurt. And I think we had maybe one or two times we hit him, and the rest of the game he was just sitting there just dicing. And no, totally. I mean, the thing is, if he's going to sit back there, we had great coverage, some of the corners, but if he's going to have 13 seconds in the pocket, he's going to find someone. You can't have your young guys try to cover for 13 seconds. Right, and that's going to lead us here into our next segment, dissecting this Vikes Packers game because uh, – and we'll get Fisher's thought who was on the uh, winning side of that. But, you know, Hunter, it stunk. And I wonder – and I'll ask this question here. Much was made about Jordan Love getting drafted, uh, the Packers draft. Everyone's, you know, bleeping on my boy, uh, A.J. Dillon, who I don't even think took a snap. I was very disappointed. I was about to, like, get – I was about to get an A.J. Dillon jersey, and I was watching most of that game, and I don't even think he took the field. Uh, all we <laughs> saw was – Did he get one carry? Okay, all I saw was his enormous tree trunk thighs in training camp, and that was it. Um, but, but to that point, do you think Jordan Love – uh, Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks ever, right? You know, you Packer fans will, you know, defend until the day you guys are, you know, gone. But did that light a fire in Aaron Rodgers, who sometimes pouts, but he looked dialed in? Or was it just the Vikings? I personally think it was a little bit of the Vikings just underachieving and getting carved up. I mean, Devontae Adams just had a, his way with them. That was to you. Yeah, if I can just step in here right now, uh, I think, yeah, that's – Lighting a fire right under him. I knew that was going to happen. It's, I mean, I hated the pick personally, uh, but it's, I mean, it's going to take a lot of time for the kid to grow. And that's kind of what they did with Favre and Rodgers. Um, but yeah, what, what Ty was saying earlier, I mean, the loss of Hunter, that, that really hurts. Um, I mean, you got Yannick Ngakwe, that, that helped a little bit with the pressures and stuff. Uh, the Packers struggled a little bit uh, with the offensive line. We lost, Billy Turner was inactive. And then we lost uh, Lane Taylor for the season with that knee injury. Uh, but fortunately, the Vikings were still not able to get pressure on us. Um, and and Rodgers was just tearing it up. And I think with those young cornerbacks and safeties, um, Devontae Adams was just able to go after it. Yeah, I don't have this number on me, Ty. Maybe you can help me out. How many was it, Did Ngakwe get a sack? How many sacks did the Vikings get? Zero sacks. I think Rodgers was hit twice. And that was against, as Brian said, a, a line that lost, uh, you know, key parts to free agency. So that was just crazy. What, what, as a Vikings fan, you know, we've both been in U.S. Bank. It's one of my favorite experiences ever. Um, did, did not having fans there, do you think, play a factor? I, I was going to actually chime in there before. I think it plays a huge factor. U.S. Bank is such a tough place to play, especially with it being domed. It's not open. Right. Um, the The decibels is just – unbelievable there i mean if you are sensitive to noise you better bring some earplugs because yeah it gets loud i i think i think a lot of teams suffer from that i and i'm gonna open this up anyone feel free to comment going up to sebastian urban again matt cruising with us that kelly as well as part of you just heard from tyler dalson i'm dylan corbett brian fisher our packers guy 
Um, so first of all, this is just a general question. You, you three can hop in as well on your Viker, uh, Vikings Packers take. But, uh, you know, fans, I miss them. I, I don't think it hinders from the product. But then again, I, I found myself enjoying the Jacksonville game the most because it had fans. And, and like Kansas City, like it was just enjoyable. It was like, ah, you know, that looks like a usual Jacksonville crowd. But it was still cool to hear authentic noise. But what were your guys' thoughts uh, as part of those two topics? Yeah, I, I uh, think it's me. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Pat. Uh, I just guess for the Vikes-Packers uh, game, the young corners, that is what Zimmer wanted. He wanted the young cornerback room. They had to shed salary somewhere, so you saw the trade of digs. They uh, didn't bring back Everson Griffin, uh, Riley Reese, restructure, Limbaugh, all those guys. The key to helping good corners, though, is obviously pass rush. A good pass rush can make average corners look like full bowlers. So uh, I do think the pre no preseason did hurt them specifically, um, as Ty said. So I think they'll improve, but definitely um, Zimmer's got his work cut out for him, you could say that. Yeah, definitely the young cornerbacks. We knew that was going to be an issue, and I think I think it was glaring, right, because you couldn't get a pass rush, and that just put the pressure on those guys. And it's tough. So I, I still think the Vikings and the Packers are going to be the top two teams in the North. Uh, we'll get right now, segueing nicely into the Matthew Ice's uh, Matthew Cruzan's, uh debate right here because he would argue that the Bears are likely going to be at the top of that division. Uh, you had to be feeling pretty crappy for two quarters, maybe even three quarters, right? I think it was 17 points. And uh, and then Trubisky just kicked into another gear, and uh, you were benefited by a pretty big choke job by DeAndre Swift. But you have to be feeling pretty good week one. Feel good, feel all right. Um, bottom line, they got a W. That's the most important thing. Um, few things. The offense does have weapons. I'm going to talk about Trubisky last, so just don't worry about that. For yet. sure. Offense does have weapons outside of them. Anthony Miller looked really good in the second half. Darnell Mooney, the rookie fifth-round receiver, looked good. Allen Robinson is a quality wide receiver one. Uh, the running game was much improved. That was their biggest thing last year was the play calling, the scheming. They couldn't run anywhere. Uh, offense has weapons. like like So that's where I took away from that. Tight ends will help as well. Jimmy Graham, maybe a little bit of mileage left. Defense, meh, didn't do a whole lot. Um, no pass rush, no pass rush either. Just like we were talking about the Vikings. Um, Robert Quinn was out, so that didn't help. Danny Trevathan looked a little slow. Um, we'll need him to figure it out. Corners, and eh, but they made the big play when it mattered. Um, got the interception with three minutes left. That was huge. Right. Trubisky, there's people on two sides of the argument. Chicago fans ourselves, and obviously not everyone is sold on him. <laughs> That game, you take away that game, people on both sides of the argument have their argument. He was terrible for three quarters. Offense doesn't move, doesn't do anything. But then they explode in the fourth quarter. So you really have both sides of the aisle saying, look, this is why we think he's good. In the fourth quarter, when it matters, he's actually shown he can play a little bit. Maybe that's kind of like just the mentality of, you know, I'm going to gunsling it. I'm not going to be cautious, this or that. I don't know what it is. He needs to do it for all fourth quarters otherwise. Right it'll be an interesting season. I, I want to get Zach and uh, Sebastian in here um, on two things, because I think it's similar being you guys are both NFC teams being your favorites, and you guys have quarterbacks that kind of suffer from this a little bit as well, not the microscope of Trubisky, but 
Um, first, we'll start with Zach. So the Niners lose, but Garoppolo played well by the stat sheet. Now, I didn't catch most of this game, and I know the Cardinals are pretty solid, right? Hopkins went off. But what are your thoughts overall on first, Garoppolo as the narrative around him and your feelings with him? And then second, you guys are probably still one of the NFC favorites. Who scares you the most as a Niners fan, the reigning NFC champs? Yeah, so to start off with Garoppolo, um, you know, I'm not head over heels about him. I think he's a great quarterback, but you're also not paying him all this money to throw 5,000 yards. You're paying him this money to just throw the short passes, make the completions that Shanahan schemes open, and then um, hope he protects the football. Um, he had a, he had an okay game. You know, he threw a high ball to Kittle that caused Kittle to get injured. Right. You know, yeah. a play like that that you can't even look down – you can't even look at. You hate to see that. Um, I got to get my jab in here at the Bears. I didn't watch huh? the game. So I had to get my jab in at the Bears fans here, but I didn't, I didn't watch the game. But the one highlight I saw was Trubisky miss, missing his receiver by four feet to the, uh, to the left or right. There, there was that uh, one and there was Josh Allen. There was that one and Josh Allen rolling to his left. Uh, had a wide open receiver at the three-yard line, or rather he was at the three-yard line, wide open receiver, and he chucked in the stands. Uh, so, yeah, there was some inaccuracy there. Uh, yeah, but, uh, sorry, continue. What what it comes down to is Trubisky got up and won the game in the fourth. Garoppolo had the ball in his hands and was unable to win the game. You know, he just had a – it was fourth and four or something, and he just had a terrible pass that probably could have been picked off um, yeah. to see to, to, um, My predictions right now, uh, people that I'm most scared about, I said all along the Cardinals are going to win the NFC West, and I truly believe that. Their, their offense is incredible. If you watch their defense, they took away our weapons. We barely ran the ball. They double-teamed Kittle the entire time. It was just an incredible game plan by the Cardinals, and they have the weapons now to win the West in a very stacked West division. Um, as for the to- NFC, nor- or NFC in total, uh, it's still got to be the Saints. The Saints are just yeah. incredible. They're top to bottom. The roster's complete. Um, there's just, you can't take much away from the Saints. They always have another option. Yeah, that was a tough division loss for the 49ers. And then it was also a similarly tough division loss, kind of surprisingly for your Eagles, Sebastian. I, I did that kind of very informal poll because I was just on Twitter this morning because I was just curious because I love doing week one. We all just think – we all go into the NFL season, our team's going to win the Super Bowl, right? And then we can all overreact whether we win or lose, and that's why stuff like this is so fun. Uh, so you're feeling how after the first half versus you're feeling how after uh, the final whistle, Sebastian? I mean, after the first half, they were they were looking, you know, I would say two and a half quarters. I was feeling great. Um, and then the cracks started to show um, of three of our offensive linemen being out. You know, they started to get pressure on Wentz. What's up with the injuries? That's uh, every year. It's the same story every single year, you know, and I'm, I, I was so disappointed after the game. You know, we have three offensive line missing. Our starting running back is out. It's week one. Um, so if I'm Cowie Roseman right now, you know, and he's a great GM, I, I will say he's brought in the right players at the right time. He brought a Super Bowl to Philadelphia, but you're, you're looking at your coaching staff right now. You've had the same strength and conditioning coach since 2013. And this has been a problem now for like four or five years. So at one point, do you not just walk up to this guy and be like, hey, dude, what you're doing isn't working. You know, you're, our players are, aren't in game ready. 
Uh, they're going out there. Everyone's getting injured. It's a revolving door of injuries. At what point are you just not like either switch up your methods or I'm going to bring in someone else that's going to get our guys ready to play? Right. I, I got, this fascinates me because this happens with like the Mets and the Yankees every year. And I'm just like, is this just a trainer thing, like a New York thing? And then the Eagles are like that for the NFL. It's just insane. Like the Atlanta Cespit is for the Mets getting like attacked by a, a bull, uh, you know, a wild boar. I don't understand some of that, but that's crazy to me. Uh, quickly, uh, you still believe in the Eagles and Carson Wentz? Just uh, first week blip? Um, I, the only reason I'll say yes because the NFC East is so bad. You know, I, I mean, I, I think Giants, we're recording this tonight. Giants just look terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the NFC East is just terrible. So I think we can sneak into the playoffs as a 9-7, 10-16. I'm going to open this to anyone. Feel free to shout it out. Does anyone believe in the Washington football team? Uh, Dwayne Haskins, Ron Rivera, or is this uh, Cruz and you're saying yes, or is this just a blip on the radar too? Ty as well, feel free to jump in either of you. Yes, the Washington football team will win the NFC East with an 8-8 eight and eight record. I yeah, agree with Matt. Garbage. I agree with Matt. That's good stuff. The defense, I mean, I know the Eagles' O-line was terrible, but the Wash, the football team's defensive line is legit. I mean, if they yeah. can cause havoc like that, Havoc or Haskins just – Yeah, I think we lost a, Matt there for a second. Back a football game, so – um, we got about five minutes left or something here, uh, so we'll just wrap up just quickly with the national storylines. Um, let, let's go to Brian Fisher here. Brady, uh, you know, starts with the quarterback sneak. All is great. And then he looks, you know, like my my dad in the pocket. You know, he looked a little bit old. They lost to the Saints. Uh, did you have some thoughts on that national game that people had their eye on? Yeah, I, I mean, I was watching. I was looking into it. I don't think it really helped him that Mike Evans was banged up coming into there. Oh, he was a non-factor. I, I, I can't believe that. I, I almost got conned into that fantasy ploy by, you know, oh, he's active. He had one catch. Uh, congrats on the touchdown. Anyway. Right, exactly. He um, did tap his toes pretty nice on that one. <laughs> yeah, nice toe tap. He must be. Yeah, I just think it was tough all the way around for the Bucs right now. You know, they're just – they're really not clicking on any cylinders. Gronk looked like he was 45. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, O.J. Howard, he got a good catch. Like, that's good. Uh, Mike Evans wasn't doing much. Chris oh, Godwin. Fournette, five carries, five yards. Yeah. I, I mean, he got there like eight days ago, though. He, didn't, yeah, he, yeah. The he was never going to be a week one factor. I, I'm not high on the Bucks. I think you're just trying to, like, you're just bringing too many different types of Play Doh and trying to mesh it into, like, a playoff contender. It's a little, I mean, it's week one and the Saints are dominant, but I thought that I was think, a little weird. I think that's kind of how Tom Brady operates. Um, I think if you look back at previous Patriot seasons when he was at the helm, you know, they started out early in the season pretty slow, you know, losses to the Dolphins early in the season, just games like that that they drop. And I think as we go through the season, they're going to pick it up. I think they still make the playoffs. Um, I still think they compete with the Saints. I think they're going to be a good team. They're just a bunch of new new team members getting together. They got to figure it out. I think they'll be fine down the stretch. And then lastly, before we get to some things we found funny from the NFL weekend and in a really brief week two preview, uh, Cowboys, any thoughts there? I picked the Rams to win in terms of sports betting. Uh, I think the Cow- – I, I don't believe in McCarthy, uh, so I just faded them. Was it anyone high on the Cowboys last night? We're shocked. I, I was actually I was actually pretty high on the Cowboys. I, I mean, what screwed them over was that ill-advised going for it on that fourth and three 
Um, you have a chance to tie the game. The Rams, I don't even think the Rams scored for the rest of the game. So you have a chance to tie the game there. You go for it. And, you know, that's that's the result you get. Yeah. Their season when their season ahead, when total was 10, I thought that was way too high. Um, I, yeah, I think they're an eight. Yeah, totally. I mean, and they were kind of banking on just rolling through the NFC East. But, yeah, McCarthy's been out of coaching for two years too, right? You know, he took off, and then it wasn't like he was, you know, ushered out on a throne from Green Bay, as Brian can attest to. You know, he got run out of there because he was getting massages during practice in his, you know, <laughs> office while Rodgers is going through the playbook. All right, anyway, speaking of funny things like that, uh, you know, I'll just run down the line here. Uh, yeah, I like that fun with thing. How about, did anyone see this? Uh, Jamie Collins headbutting the referee and then getting ejected like he was what, was that malicious was he just trying to show the ref what was doing and the ref was like you know the crypt keeper's father so he kind of just fell over and threw the flag and ejected him what was going on there I think he was trying to show him what he did yeah well, you're paying that guy so much money for playing I mean good <laughs> lord Brian do you have anything no, I feel bad for Cleveland Browns, man. I feel yeah, bad. That's pretty funny in its own right. Sebastian. Um, only, I mean, I wouldn't even find it funny or not, but Ron, what about football guy Ron Revere getting IV at halftime? Um, yeah, I don't think that, that is funny. I, that is a good moment to bring up because Dwayne Haskins kind of – and that's where I'm kind of thinking about the Washington football team is Dwayne Haskins that's was a great the- quarterback of Ohio State. You know, and he led that. He already showed he's a leader. And then beat a good team in your Eagles, Sebastian. So, I mean, yeah, no, that's good to point out. Yeah, Ron Rivera, I mean, that guy's just an absolute football guy. He can't even imagine what he's going through. It was like Chadwick Bozeman, right, who went through that privately, what he was suffering through. And Ron Rivera chose. He had to share that with his team. And there, I mean, that's a great football victory. Um, Matt, did you have something? The Zeke feed me tattoo. Good Lord. Is that a pot belly? Is that a pot yes. belly? I think Sebastian has a better body than Zeke. I mean, that's what happens when you get paid millions of dollars. Ty, what do you got? Uh, one thing, uh, yeah, the thing we already touched about on Swift for Detroit. Not that's that terrible. Ball. I feel so bad for him. I agree. The other thing that I feel bad for is I feel so bad for uh, Burrow. He should have drove down, Bengals get the win, but yeah. Adrian Green gets a pass off or pass interference, and it was a great throw right to the corner of the pylon, but. Yeah, there was some heartbreak there for sure. Yeah, but I didn't, uh, you know, shed a tear for Burrow there because I was on the Chargers minus three, uh, two and a half. But that's going to be tough. Uh, Zach, what do you got? Uh, I would just say one thing that I think everybody's kind of overlooking is uh, the Colts losing to the Jags. That's oh, just yeah. The Colts are supposed to be a playoff team. They're Super Bowl hopefuls. And to lose to the Jags who just lost all of their players, that's hilarious to me. All right, we got less than a minute, so we'll wrap this up quickly. I don't understand that either. I, I don't think Phillip Rivers is good. Uh, that's cool. I don't know. Jaguars, I mean, hey, good for them. I guess they're not tanking. I guess we'll just wrap that up. We'll do this week, too, so we don't get cut off here. Uh, appreciate you guys stopping by. Again, that's Brian Fisher, our Packers guy, Sebastian Urban, our Eagles guy, Matthew Cruz, and our Bears guy, Ty Dawson, your Minnesota resident, and Zach Kelly here uh, for the 49ers. Uh, really only one of us had a good week, right, Brian? Uh, all of us were all losers. So hopefully we'll talk again next week. Yeah, sorry, the Bears. Sorry, Matthew uh, is enjoying that come from behind victory as well. My apologies for that. Uh, the NFL, anything can happen. Thank you guys for joining me. Sleeping on Trubisky. Yeah, Trubisky, believe in him. He's got another week, right? We'll try and chat again tomorrow. You're going to hear from different vo- – uh, tomorrow. And next week we're going to hear from different vo- voices throughout the season. 
Uh, thanks for listening and uh, keep it right here.